Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their purpose. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and I want to welcome you to podcast number 58. We are rolling right along with the podcast here, and I'm excited to bring today's guest to you because he is actually a past YBT speaker. So if you've been tuning into the podcast and you kind of listen to not only the content that we bring on a weekly basis, you also notice that there's a, a bonus content that we'll release, and that's from our monthly luncheons. And the monthly luncheon is our opportunity to bring in uh, business leaders in the community to uh, to network together, to, to build relationships together, uh, to help community causes, and also to listen to a great speaker. And uh, today our guest is our past speaker from September, our September speaker, Mike Grogan. Really excited to bring him on because uh, if you haven't listened to that podcast, check it out. He has a fantastic keynote that he brought uh, to our members and, and to our luncheon. Uh, and what I wanted to do is I wanted to dive into some of the things that he had a little bit deeper, kind of create that opportunity to start a little bit more of a dialogue uh, with some of the things that he said. But if you didn't listen to the podcast uh, of him, uh, I'll, I'll read a little intro so you have a a better understanding of who he is. Uh, Mike serves as the meteorologist or serves as a meteorologist for the News on Six Warn team. Uh, he's been doing that for over six years, where he's helped lead the s- severe weather operations in studio and occasionally track down some of Oklahoma's wildest weather in person. In 2013, Grogan was awarded the AMS Certified Broadcast Meteorologist designation. You can catch him on air each weekend night at various times throughout. The work week. So Mike, first and foremost, thank you for uh, being a speaker at YBT and welcome to the podcast. Say hello to the audience and uh, kind of fill in some of the gaps. I know I trimmed down your bio a little bit, but fill in some of the gaps. Let, let the audience know who you are. Uh, thank you, Evan. Yeah, my name is Michael Grogan. And so uh, most folks around town know me as the, the meteorologist with the News on Six. I've been there for six and a half years. Um, love the team I work with. And outside of the weather, I have quite a few other things I'm involved with from a food initiative and in Tulsa called Food on the Move, bringing food to food desert areas. Uh, on top of that, I'm involved with my church, uh, First Presbyterian Church, serve as uh, an elder there. And then I also uh, work with other uh, organizations in town, Disaster Resilience Network. I serve with the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. So I keep myself pretty busy around town. And on top of that, I'm getting married next week. Congratulations on that. And holy cow, you are a busy man. I thought that I was busy. I start to, I'm feeling a little normal hanging out with you now. <laughs> well, you're in good company then. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, kind of recap a little bit about your keynote. You, you talked about, I believe, uh, the three things that you've kind of learned in your journey. And uh, one of them was talking about uh, harnessing your calling, being ready to pursue your purpose. Uh, you talked about a long obedience in the same direction. And I believe you talked a little bit about, um, what was the last one? 
what was the last one? I, <laughs> I talked about uh, building and connecting relationships. Yes. I think that was kind of part of the focus at the end was realizing all the potential and the networks and the relationships that you have in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, kind of getting into the first one we were talking about was really harnessing your calling and being ready to pursue, pursue your purpose. Uh, the audience here is is that younger business leader, somebody who's you know, either graduating from college or uh, just starting to find themselves in a leadership role. And the one of the reasons I created the podcast was I realized that at that age, you may not really know what your true purpose is. And uh, it, it's one of those things that I think you're starting to realize now, hey, I should probably figure out what that what my purpose is because otherwise I'm gonna I'm gonna turn around and it's gonna ten years have gone by and I'm gonna find out that I've been doing something that I'm not really that passionate about. Um, but as I was talking to you a little bit, you're a little bit of an abnormality. You actually knew at a very young age what you wanted to do. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, uh, for me, weather clicked at the age of six. It was something that just like a light bulb turned on and. After witnessing some of Oklahoma's crazy weather, you know, it just, it was something that I couldn't break out of. It was something that always hung with me through my childhood and into my adulthood and into the career I pursue today. That's, that's awesome. The thing that I think is really exciting about this, first and foremost, that you figured out what you were passionate about. It's something that brought you life and something that inspired you in terms of that's something that you wanted to do. But there was another kind of thing that we talked about was knowing at age six and then actually following through with that uh, into your adult life, that's, that takes some, some dedication and some focus. So how, how did that kind of play out as you were kind of going down along that journey? Because I'm sure that uh, as you were starting to get older and older, you're like, Oh, well, you know, this, this is uh, something that's pretty cool too, or that's something pretty cool. Or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm good at this thing, but um, is, is whether really what I'm, I'm positive that I want to do kind of, kind of walk me through that, through that process. Well, um, part of my thing growing up was is that I just I was just obsessed with it, probably the best way to put it. Um, and so any type of weather, I was glued to the TV prior to having, you know, uh, instant access to Internet. You know, I was glued to the Weather Channel and, you know, I began to think about this is what I want to be when I grow up. Keep in mind that, you know, that is one of many tracks I could take in my life. And at the point I got into high school, I started to think about other things that might click with me. and several of those being maybe maybe psychology. I, I like working with people. Maybe this is something I'd want to pursue. And I actually looked at colleges that didn't offer meteorology. So I wanted to keep my options open. But there was a point where I had to make a decision where I'm going to college and what track I'm going to take. And I realized, you know, it can always be changed later on. But what it came down to was, what is it going to be that is going to allow me to go to work every day and really be excited to be there pursuing my passion? And weather was still it, you know, it was something that there are many other things I enjoy, but if I did something else, I would be distracted by the weather. So I might as well make that my, my pursuit in my career. And it's not an easy pursuit. Working in TV weather is, uh, it's competitive and it involves a lot of sacrifices on your schedule and um, your, you know, your work life is, is fairly dominant. But at the same time, I realized this is what I felt like I was meant to be. I believe God put in certain gifts within me uh, to be able to pursue that. And that was kind of a, a defining thing. Once I recognized maybe I had the gifts to pursue this passion of mine, then it became clear this is what I should be doing. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think one of the things that I try to highlight in this podcast is uh, identifying 
those things that are your passion. I think you said a very key phrase. You said everything kept pointing you back to weather. And I, I think that sometimes we'll be doing things and we're, we're thinking to ourselves, well, I'm good at math, so I should, I should do accounting. And you start, you know, going down that path and whatever else. But if you find yourself doing it, but you're not necessarily continually drawn to it to the extent of, Hey, I'm good at this, but I'm not necessarily thinking about it all the time. You really need to find that thing that you think about all the time, because once you can kind of, of lock into that. Uh, I believe the education, I'm assuming, flew by. Uh, the Just watching the content, every time that you would watch somebody else do the weather, I'm sure you were taking notes and trying to you know, figure out uh, what their style was, or you'll, you'll take the things that you like from one, what one person did or another person did. That's the kind of stuff that when you're really locked into what you're passionate about, you just can't get enough of it. Is, is that kind of what you went through? Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to, uh, I had role models that I wanted to emulate. So I would just eat up everything I could from what they presented in front of me. And, you know, just tried to follow in their footsteps as best as I could. I mean, the education was tough. It weeds out a lot of people. It's not an easy path because meteorology is a, it's an imperfect science. So, uh, you know, you always are humbled in, in our position trying to predict the future, essentially. Um, but, you know, I, I thought this is still something I, I'm passionate about. And I realized probably a lot of people's passions may lie outside the uh, professional rank realm. So maybe what you do in your work realm is maybe not always where that passion is centered, but you want to be doing something in your life. I think that allows you to vocationally or perhaps a job that allows you to pursue that um, as your goal outside of the work realm. For me, it just happens to fall, fall in that work realm. So it kind of coincides pretty well. Yeah. Well, if people live in the Tulsa area, I'm sure they've seen you before. I, I'm going to go ahead and say, I think you're a natural at it. I feel like it, it shows through in the work. And I think that that's one of the things that kind of helps you be uh, as successful um, as you are now. One of the things that uh, the other things that you talked about in the, the keynote was you talked a little bit about a long obedience in the same direction. And that's a very a strategic and specific statement. So it, can you give me a little bit more context on that? Where did, where did you kind of get that, that theory? Where did that come from? And, and, and what were you really trying to communicate with that? Well, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction is actually the title of a book by Eugene Peterson. He's a Christian writer, and he writes about that specifically in the spiritual context in the Christian journey. Um, it's not one of just a flare up about, you know, what you feel inside and it fizzles away. No, this is about pursuing what it is that's most important to you. And I kind of draw this more broadly um, in scope, but this book taught me a lot about how you pursue beyond the point where you feel like maybe it's um, what you want to be doing every single moment because everyone's going to have slumps in their career. Everyone's going to have slumps in uh, their journey in whatever sense that might be. Um, but it's easy for, I think, a lot of people maybe in our generation to say, I'm just not feeling it today. I think I need to turn another direction. Well, if you draw back to the bigger picture, why it is that you're pursuing what you're doing, if you feel like your gifts are enabling you to do it well, and that there's growth potential and an ability to maybe help others and grow as a person. If all those things seem to correspond, then keep pursuing it. The passion will come with it. Sometimes you just reach rough points, but a lot of problems I see among plenty of friends is that they pursue a direction, then they say, that's not the direction I want to head. And then they kind of keep changing paths to where it's not really, really leading them anywhere that brings them maybe ultimate fulfillment or satisfaction. And so it's about sticking with something. It's about, 
believing that you were given a purpose and you should pursue it even when the tough times come along. Absolutely. Well, and I love how you said that the passion will come too. Passion doesn't happen immediately. It's something that's cultivated and, and developed. And I think sometimes we're, we're programmed to think that passion is something that you have immediately. Yeah. I mean, I think passion is, uh, I mean, feelings are fleeting and I think we can't determine our life strictly based on feelings. Of course you want to follow your heart. That's where it kind of maybe is rooted, but sometimes you just reach a point in your life where maybe, maybe you're not feeling as motivated, but motivation may come and go. But I think I draw my motivation when I see the big picture, when I see back to that time when I felt called, when it was really a tangible sense. And um, then taking that forward and saying, you know what? I know that was true then. I believe it's true now, unless you feel very strongly that something else is calling you. I mean, you have to reevaluate as time goes along, but assuming, assuming your calling and your gifts are still leading you in that direction and the doors are opening at times, even when they're not always opening, um, then I think that's a good sign that you just keep pursuing it and being intentional. I think intentionality is one of the, the key things in all of this um, in your pursuit and whatever it is. Well, I love that you bring up intentionality because I think that that's something that uh, me as a young business leader, I didn't know necessarily have. I knew that I wanted to do certain things. I wanted to achieve certain certain things, but I don't know that I was overly intentional with my goals or with the, the things that I was trying to accomplish. And I would say that part of the purpose of all of this is to kind of get people to wake up. It, it you're, You just can't float through life every single day and just think that if you, if you work hard or if you do this, that, and the other thing, like I go to college, I, I graduate, I'm going to get married, have 2.5 kids and, uh, and, and be successful in business. I, I think that if you look at life with that kind of broad um, state of mind, you're not going to be as successful as you could have been if you were intentional with your relationships, intentional with your career path, intentional with your education, intentional with uh, pretty much everything that you want in terms of, you know, what's your goals for your life? What are, what are the things that you're truly trying to accomplish? And then actively search out the things that are going to help you accomplish those goals. And I think one other thing I would add is that plenty of times we feel like we're spinning our wheels in whatever we're doing, whether it's my job, whether I feel like I'm not able to advance or grow in that moment. Sometimes that happens. And I think we can't base our, our self-worth on these sort of things. And I think we just have to realize that we're going to reach points where we're putting in a lot of effort and we just don't get much in return. And I think that's when you have to remember that long obedience in the same direction and realize, yeah, this is a temporary point in my life and it's not going to define my career. I just need to keep pursuing and eventually some of the results, motivation, they'll show up. Man, you're, you're like leading me every single time with every statement. I'm loving it because now you're talking about you can't put yourself worth on the temporary things or on temporary failures. I mean, that's, that's another just key point right there. Just realizing that uh, if you have one or two things that you basically kind of hang your hat on and says, if I'm doing these things or if I'm successful in these things and therefore I'm a success, that's a big, big uh, mistake because you're going to find that you're not going to measure up very often to some of these goals, whether it be the income you make or the, the job that you have. Um, for me, a challenge was like, if I'm always looking at sales and if I don't hit a certain number, then I'm a failure. And so my self-worth would drop significantly if I didn't hit a sales goal or if I didn't achieve something that I was trying to achieve. I think it's really important. And I'm Mike, I, I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth here, but I think it's really important to, to identify that 
your self-worth and your success is a multifaceted thing. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I look at a lot of people in my career. I look at some people who have just shot to the top of the ranks and in, in this day of like instant comparison on social media, it's so easy, I think, to say, well, what did I do wrong to not end up where they did? Because surely my passion, surely my gifts could have lent me to that meteoric rise. But you have to realize that those rises are, are rare and they don't often lead to sustained success. I think what leads to that sustained success is that long obedience in that same direction by doing day in and day out what provides you growth, what provides you, um, you know, uh, ultimately uh, strength being shown among the people that you work with and being a team player. And so I think, I think it's about persistence, but not necessarily about reaching a viral uh, moment. I mean, that could happen and perhaps you could harness that, but um, that's not something you should bank on, nor do I think it's a sustained way to be successful, whether you're in my business where it is about being visual or uh, visible and being upfront or uh, in another realm where you just happen to hit something big you can't hang your hat fully upon that moment either because you'll have to have something to back it down the road. Well, Mike, if you don't mind, I'd love for you to pull back the curtain a little bit because it's easy to hear this from, you know, Mike Rogan, who's on the news. He's, he's made it. He's uh, a part of the Warren team on channel six. Like you, I would say that some aspiring people would be looking at the, the, the role that you're in and say, wow, Mike has Mike has achieved that. But I would venture to say that there's probably some times that you didn't feel that way or, or that you, you were struggling with your career path to try to get to the point where you were on the news. So is there a kind of a, a story that you've had in the past that, that kind, of, kind of helps relate to uh, where you were really struggling with that long obedience in the same direction? Sure, I can give you one example. Um, I used to work in uh, Maryland, a TV station there in Hagerstown, Maryland. And it was a great place for me to start, really great group of people I got to work with. But over time, I began to you know, think, well, this is not where I ultimately want to end up. And in my business, you uh, usually start in a smaller market and you kind of start trying to work your way towards a market where you'll want to land. Uh, Tulsa is a great place for me to land because it's my hometown um, and the weather's great and we have you know, an incredible team. But I didn't know that. Of course, you don't know how the future is going to unfold for you. So I remember two and a half years into my job there, um, I'm doing a lot more uh, TV reporting about news and other related things than I felt like I was doing about whether my job kind of shifted from being when they realized I could write and report on, on top of doing the weather. It became more about that, filling content. And I felt very discouraged by the fact that I was not doing what I felt like I should be doing. Um, I didn't mm -hmm. feel like I was really getting a chance to develop myself into a meteorologist. And I thought, well, is this going to develop me? And no, no one else is going to see me as a good meteorologist when I'm spending most of my time reporting. And it made my job fairly miserable. There were times I just did not want to go into work because of the challenges that would face. My passion was not in doing this. It was uh, a struggle many days to come up with the right story. And really, I'd been sending resume reels to a bunch of different other stations with only little nibbles of uh, interest, perhaps. And so I began to think, well, maybe this is it. Maybe this is where my career kind of stagnates but i got a call one day from uh from the station here in, in tulsa and they said hey we're gonna have an opening and you'd be our top position or person to fill it if, if you were available and i was still under contract but i was able to work it out and you know it was at that moment where it all came true I'm, i i journal a lot and i remember if you look back at my writing i would say um i just felt like i was trapped there was a big feeling of trapped and my career wasn't just like meteoric just rising smoothly to where i am it it took some points where I had to really say, what, what am I in this for? And is it worth it?
Wow, that's a that's a fantastic story. And I love how you talked about journaling because I think it's important to kind of keep a log, keep a track. It's something that I, I would like to start doing more uh, because I, I think it allows you now to turn around and look back at just some of the emotions that you were feeling and some of the, the thoughts that were going through your head and then ultimately kind of look along the, the, the history of it and see the the transformation, see that change. Because when you got that phone call, I'm sure that that was that final confirmation that, I mean, was planted in you at, at age six. And just to have that, that realization of everything that you've worked for at that point is finally coming there. And I think that part of the struggle helps you appreciate the, the moment of actually achieving that result because the struggle almost uh, provides better context to the success. Yeah, absolutely. That was definitely the case for me. And I think it kind of goes into the third point I talked about at the YBT meeting the other day was harnessing those connections. Um, I knew that while ending up in Tulsa may not be a very realistic probability, I mean, there's only so many jobs in what I do in any given city and yeah. in my hometown <laughs> where there's so many established meteorologists to end up here. I mean, that was kind of just a, a pipe dream. And to get a call from someone I just kind of maintained a relationship with um, and for him to say, hey, I think you'd be a great fit. And for me, just to have kind of kept that relationship going just because, I mean, I genuinely love these people, but it was also like, hey, you never know what could happen. And if I maintain that connection, they'll know I'm interested. They'll know that I would be willing to uh, to come back and, and be a part of their team. And that's just what happened. That's that's awesome. And I think it's important for the listeners to realize that there is no such thing as a, a meaningless conversation or a meaningless relationship. Uh, I think a lot of times we get on to our own little islands. And um, when I say we, I'm saying me, because this is something that I definitely dealt with was I would get to a point where I would just not put myself out there. I'm like, well, if they want to talk to me, they'll come talk to me. Uh, or, you know, that person would never talk to me because they're way too important or whatever. And I think it's important for you to get outside of that comfort zone and build those relationships. You have to invest in them. A lot of people probably think the same way that I did, where it's like, well, they may be introverted or they don't, they don't want to get outside their comfort zone or maybe feel like uh, it's something that you're inconveniencing somebody or something along those lines. But by maintaining that relationship, by building that relationship, by doing those things, those are what ultimately led to uh, them knowing about you to the extent of when they had a position open and that's when they reached out to you. Absolutely. Um, basically for me, uh, you know, I've, I, there was a point where in my career I was very intimidated by meeting others that were far more along in their career than me. And uh, you know, meeting these, these, what people would consider these TV stars in their own markets. I, at first I was just, I would shudder. I, I went to a conference one time where I, uh, um, was among the professionals. It was my first time to a professional conference as a meteorologist. And there was a place where you brought your videotapes to, uh, get evaluated by these other, and just kind of critiqued oh, by, man. <laughs> and, and that was a, that was a terrifying prospect to me. I bet it was terrifying. So I, um, I sat there and I watched others kind of go through it. And I'm like, oh, these people are so much beyond my abilities. And I ended up not putting my tape up there. I just sat there and watched. And I later began to realize, you know what? Like, I could have I could have thrown it up there. And I probably wasn't as strong as some of these others at the time. But what I've discovered since then is once you start developing these relationships with these people that you admire, these people that you think are so beyond your own level in your career, you realize they're people just like you. They've been in your position and there's this, there's this realization that people are people, whatever level of success they've achieved. And I think most of those people that have reached that level have a genuine hope to 
offer some advice or to build a relationship with someone they can mentor. And so um, that's been something that's really helped me out as well to develop those relationships where I feel like I'm being mentored and now to a point where I can be a mentor to others. You know, uh, I talked to Bo Davis uh, in uh, podcast 52 about, or sorry, on his podcast, Compass Cast, about the, the clues that success leaves behind. And it's it's so cool to continually hear over and over and over again from people that have put themselves out there and have achieved a certain level of success. Them talk about that very thing that you just said, which is that people are just people. It's just about relationships. But when you put somebody on this this high level and you think, hey, this person's not approachable or they're too successful to want to spend time with somebody like me. I think it's important to remember that at some point they were like you. At some point they were they were learning, they were trying to get their foot in the door, they're trying to get to that next level and somebody at some point invested in them and I think that they recognize it's almost like this thing of uh, reciprocity. Uh, you realize that at some point somebody had to help you and so you're actively looking if somebody's willing and they have the right uh, the, the right heart for it, if that's the right term, then they're more than willing to do the exact same thing that somebody did for them. And I think that, you know, ha- having you echo that is just, just really reinforces it. it. If you're listening to the podcast or you're listening to other, uh, other content that, that talks about these things and you're just sitting there going, man, I keep hearing this over and over again, but I haven't really found a way to crack into it. I think Part of it is just building the confidence, but I think the other part of it is, and Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I think they're a lot more apt to help people along the journey if you've already started in some capacity. It can be really small, but you've mm-hmm. already kind of taken some of those steps. I think that's what they, when they clue in. But if you walk up to them and be like, hey, I, I want to be a meteorologist, and they're like, oh, okay, great. What are you doing right now to to, to kind of grow there. Well, well, I'm just thinking about it. Like, Oh, okay. Well, why don't you hit me up when you're, um, you know, starting to get a little bit closer to something. I think that's when they really engage is when, even if it's the smallest thing, uh, just, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm doing local weather for my high school. Um, something like that will actually, uh, propel and give you some of that credibility to where they'll want to invest in you. Yeah. And I mean, I, I recognize where I was at in high school and just any opportunity to talk to someone in that realm, I ate up. And um, I think you both want to approach someone with confidence and also with humility. Uh, I've come across people who think they're God's gift to whatever they're doing. And you have to realize, you know, if, if you come across that way, the people above you or the people around you may not be as receptive. You want to always have the humility and realize that I certainly don't have all the skill sets that make me a perfect meteorologist. Um nor will I probably ever, but uh, we're all just trying to pursue this uh, thing that we we love. And I think recognizing that we do have gifts and recognizing that there are places where we fit is that confidence. And then also recognizing we're not there yet. We're not at that place where um, it's a done journey. Uh, it's the humility aspect. Well, it, it's almost like you were listening into Malachi and me uh, for podcast 57 because we talked a lot about humility. So that, I, I love how you brought that up. That's two podcasts in a row that that word, word has come up. And uh, I just want to reiterate, reiterate how important humility is when you're approaching people because I think it's important to recognize we don't have all the answers. Uh, and if we do act like we have all the answers, nobody's going to want to help us because they're like, oh, well, he's got it all figured out. But if you approach somebody who you deem to be an industry expert or somebody who has achieved a certain level of success or whatever else, but you do it with humility, I think that's Mike, you hit it right on the head. Uh, that is one of the things that they are going to really respond well to. I'm not going to say you're going to bat a thousand on this. You're, you, there will be some people that just don't have time and they got a lot of stuff going on and that's okay. 
But if you if you truly approach it with humility and you stay consistent, that long obedience in the same direction. I love that phrase. Uh, I'm saying it too much, so I apologize. But if you if you integrate all of these different things that we're talking about, that's man, that's going to help propel you uh, and build a fantastic fantastic foundation for you to really. Uh, accelerate your growth and accelerate um, your expertise as a leader. Absolutely. I mean, I think you've, you've nailed that right there. I think there's a lot that I'm still trying I, I say these things and I'm still trying to implement them in my own life. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's all about just uh, maintaining that pursuit, realizing that um, there's always room to grow and also realizing that um, you're going to continue to be humbled in your career and don't be discouraged by the fact that you see others doing things that are maybe beyond your abilities at that time or beyond your success and for whatever. Um, I work in a career that's, uh, there's a, it's pretty cutthroat. A lot of decisions get made that aren't very fair, but I think um, in the end, if you just maintain a good work ethic, if you show that you're there and you're passionate for what you do, it's going to be hard to be let go. And it's also going to be hard for uh, um, you to want to let go yourself. Um, unless you really feel that you're really infringing upon another big value in your life. Maybe it's your family. Um, you know, I think you got to make sure you're not running yourself ragged because there's a point where it's, I wouldn't say it's not worth it, but it's going to be detrimental to those around you and detrimental to yourself at some point too. So there's a balance. I think all, life is about balance and, uh, um, being persistent in what you do, but also not uh, doing it to the point where maybe, maybe you are, uh, you lessen the quality of life for those around you. And it's kind of born on your spirit. Well, I, I want to kind of uh, adjust the topic a little bit because um, I, I think we've, we've talked about a lot of great things about what you spoke about at YBT, but in the pre-show, we did talk a little bit about you getting married here soon, and I'm really excited for you for that because you're about to enter into a whole new world uh, in, in terms of just your world's about to get changed upside down, which in a good way, but um, I'm really excited for you, but I, I think all of the topics that we're talking about here actually overflow a little bit into marriage too, right? You can't go into marriage thinking that you got it all figured out. Uh, you gotta, you gotta go into it with a little bit of uh, humility and that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for you. I, you're getting married here in like a couple of, a couple of weeks or two weeks or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up uh, a week from Saturday. So it's, it's crunch time now. Oh man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Cause I'm sure you're busy uh, wedding planning and, and all that other fun stuff. I, when I got married uh, at this point, I was, I was pretty much worthless <laughs> in terms of being able to function because there was just literally so much stuff going on. I, I want to talk about marriage a little bit because you're in, you're, you're a young businessman. I'm going to classify you as young businessman. Uh, you're a young businessman. Uh, you're kind of in that phase of the audience and, and whatever else. And so I'd love to just get some real time feedback. So, so for me, I've been married for uh, 13 years now. And so as much advice or expertise that I can give to somebody, it's, it's already dated. So I, I would, I would be really curious for you, if you don't mind sharing one of the questions I was, I would always get a lot, uh, for, for myself, from friends who were thinking about getting married was they would talk about like, how did you know when, when you were ready? How did you know that she was the one? How did you know, uh, this, that, and the other thing? And my answer was, and, and, and I'd love to see if, if this has changed anything with, as the time's gone by. My answer always was, um, I, I knew that she was the one because like we talked about passion, everything kept pointing back 
to her. Everything kind of kept pointing back to this is a person that I want to do life with and whatever else. But then it would, then the next question would inevitably, uh, well, how did you know it was the right time or how did you know that you were ready? And so for me, it was, I, I had to come to the realization that I was never truly going to be ready. If I, if I, if I waited for all the stars to align for everything to be perfect, uh, for me to be like financially and, and my job and everything else to be right where it needed to be. Uh, that's when I knew, that, that it was ready. And I realized, you know what, part of the adventure of marriage is doing that with the other person, bringing them along in that adventure and ex- experiencing that an entire thing together. So that's my take on it. But Mike, I'm really interested in your take on it. How did you know that it was, that she was the one and how did you know that you were ready at that point for marriage? Uh, I'd love to kind of hear your input on it. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a multifaceted, uh, question, I suppose, and answer. Um, but I think for me, um, I'll start with the timing because I, I felt like um, for that, I knew there was a point in the relationship that nothing that she would reveal to me or get, you know, in the, in the kind of dating process where you get to know that person better, nothing was going to change the way I felt about her. I just loved her mm-hmm. and I wanted to um, do life with her because of that. I realized that um, I don't know anything. I don't know everything about her. She doesn't know everything about me. I think we've got a lot of growth in a relationship that can still happen and knowing that that can happen as you go through marriage. Um, I just felt like we're at that point. Like we know that that's what we want to do together. And my love is sustained. I think when you know that love is grounded in something that's unshakable, I think that was for me the key. And I think knowing she was the one, I think just knowing that she knows me as well as she does. And yet she still loves me. I mean, I come with faults like everyone else and I come with uh, um, quality and uh, qualities and we both do. And I think just this, this acceptance of me and therefore the love um, that we both share for each other as that became really a, uh, at the place where I was like, yeah, I think she, she, she loves me for who I am, not for a version of myself that I put forward or um, the fact that I'm a TV weatherman. Like I knew she loves me far beyond that. That's just, that's what I do. It's my job. It doesn't fully define who I am, who, what defines me is, you know, I, I first and foremost, I'm a Christian and we both share those values. And, uh, and on top of that, we, uh, you know, we're both people who love adventures and one of mine is the pursuit of weather. And she fully understands that it requires sacrifice, um, at my part and her job requires a lot of sacrifice. It's hers as she treats eating disorders. Um, and I think we're both realizing that we're compatible in that way. We're both want each other to pursue what our passions are and that we can do those together. Man, I love that statement. I think it has uh, a lot more meaning now that I've kind of gotten 13 years into it, but she loves me for who I am. And I think that's the important part of a relationship is it's, it's not necessarily what, what, what do they bring to me is what, what do I bring to them? And I think that, you know, her loving for you, for who you are is kind of showing that she actually loves the things that you bring to the table and you love the things that she brings to the table. That's, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm excited for you. I don't want to go too far down that rabbit trail, but man, I appreciate you opening up and about that because I think, I think these are sometimes things that we don't necessarily talk about. And some of the things that, you know, as you're kind of plugging through life and you're doing all these different things, you're like, Oh, Hey, we're getting married. And it's like, Oh, great. But we never really go, or at least I don't really didn't normally go uh, too far past the surface in terms of like, you know, what, 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 when did you really know? Or what, what, what was that? What was that moment for you? And so um, I think that that will, 
probably change a little bit over time. Like as, 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 as we get further and further on into life, uh, everyone's reasons and whatnot will, will change a little bit, but I'm always curious to kind of hear about uh, what, what somebody else was experiencing at that moment. Because for me, looking back at essentially the, the week of getting married and all that other stuff, there was so much celebration of us as a couple, so much celebration by the family and those things. And if I can do anything here today, I want to encourage you to really enjoy the moment, enjoy everything about the process. I know it's probably stressful right now, but there's a lot of really fun opportunities coming up for the both of you. But there's also, there's a very important moment that you really have uh, an opportunity to speak into the lives of everyone there at the wedding uh, and everyone there that's standing up there in, in, in front of uh, the, the audience with you and uh, really cherish those moments and, and take that opportunity uh, to share your heart with those people because those people are vested uh, in, in you. They care about you. Uh, and uh, if I were to do it all over again, I would have a lot longer speech <laughs> of, of all the, of all the people that were there because man, it's, it's such a special time. I don't know that it has, this, uh, everyone puts the same amount of value on it. Uh, when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't put as much value on it as I probably should have. Uh, but looking back at it, man, it was such a cool time. So I'm really excited for you uh, for that. We wish you the best uh, in your, in your, uh, your marriage. And hopefully you're going to someplace fun for, for the honeymoon and, and uh, yeah, you don't bring yeah. any weather with you. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, we're going to the Caribbean. So, uh, but we're, we're going to an island that is not uh, quite as uh, affected by the hurricanes. Um, but one thing, one thing I will quickly add is that, you know, I mean, I'm 32 years old. So we, we had talked about this earlier. Um, you know, that's a little bit later, especially in Oklahoma for folks getting married. Oh, yeah. For me, you know, I get a lot of questions like, when are you going to get married? You know, you get a little pressure as you get older. And I think a lot of folks, uh, you know, in their 20s, heading into their 30s, get that same question like when is the right time and i think a lot of people may feel undue pressure to get married young and if you find that right person i mean why wait why hesitate but at the yeah. same time i think you have to know that i five six years ago i probably wasn't ready to be married i think i i needed to develop who i was a little bit more independent of marriage perhaps and but then the right person came along and, and it's just you got to be patient with it and not worried about rushing or meeting other people's expectations because when you do you may not end up in the situation you want but when it kind of happens in a way that unfolds maybe as it did for me or you know and it's not always a smooth process for people but uh when you feel that confidence whenever that is in your life i think that's i think that's the most important time to pursue it Awesome. Fantastic. Well, Mike, I want to give you the last word. You know the audience. You know uh, who we're trying to reach here. We, we've kind of covered some of the topics and we probably uh, deep dove uh, into a lot of them. But I, I do want to give you an opportunity to have the last word to the audience. What is your message to young businessmen? What is, what is something that if, if they're going to walk away from this conversation that you really want them to hold on to? I would say take time in your life uh, to evaluate where you are. I found journaling, as you mentioned, is a an important tool for that for me it's the way I process where I'm at in life allows me to really reevaluate this is where my passion is this is what I'm pursuing and if you just take a moment however you do so to do that and to say I'm pursuing this and I want to keep pursuing this and even if it's not bringing me the success right now that I want that there is a path of growth for me and that it may take longer than expected but to continue doing so I think you'll find yourself rewarded as time goes along and maybe finding renewed motivation as well as I have found in my career. It hasn't been always just one continuous leap forward. It comes in, in steps and I sometimes uh, find growth when I least expect it. The weather dictates that a lot for me. It doesn't always um, 
middle of the night tornado in August. You know, I talked about that in my YBT talk, you know, I didn't yeah. expect that to be a career defining moment, but when I was able to be there and, and to do the very best I could to relay life-saving information, um, that's when I felt a renewed sense of confidence. And I think unexpected things like that, along with just the day in, day out, perhaps even it's repetition of what you do to grow yourself in your career and in your life. I think when you realize that these both are components that lead you forward, you just should be finding motivation in that and know that there's not an exact timeline for this to all happen. But if it, um, if you feel the, the passion, if you feel that you are doing something where your gifts lie and also that brings you life and fulfillment to some degree or another, then you're on the right track and be encouraged by that. Awesome. Well, Mike, thank you for uh, speaking to our audience, speaking to our, our group first and foremost, but then coming in uh, and, and speaking to our audience as well. We appreciate uh, you being open with, with your stories and everything else. Uh, best wishes on your wedding and uh, uh, we'll catch everybody on the next podcast. Young businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the young businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.